Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue, joined by dunk contest enthusiast, Blake <laughs> Murphy. That's right. Uh, yeah, and we are going to get Dennis Schroeder on the line uh, shortly. This one will happen, all right? But it is uh, is Dennis Schroeder joining us on the road. Dennis, where are you at, man? What's up, guys? Getting a massage right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, dude, you called us from the weirdest places, man. The team bus. I know. Uh, the, the lobby of a hotel, uh, the shoot at Puma twice, I think. I t- you called us from Puma, and now you got a massage. Uh, who's who's giving you the massage? Zao, I got to get my body right, so we yeah. got a good uh, or important game tomorrow, so I got to get ready. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you guys are on this road trip, right? You guys uh, in Houston, going to OKC over the weekend, going to New Orleans, then going to Charlotte, and then finally, finally coming home to Toronto. Um, and on the subject of road trip, I, I never asked you, but... What are your top five road cities in the NBA? Top five road cities. Uh, Phoenix. I don't know. Miami. Just go, just go over there. Just Toronto, when I didn't play here. Area. Um, back in the day, I loved San Francisco, but uh, not uh, in my top five no more. <laughs> um, L.A. and Atlanta. Mm. Why I can guess some things about some of those places, um, and, and obviously there are some of those places that everyone knows are good road cities. Why Phoenix at the top? What 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 do you love about Phoenix? Um, I mean it's hot first of all. Um, always when we go to Phoenix, I take a uh, wifey with me, family with me. We had uh, spend the time uh, there this past summer, um, and it was great. So. Um, I mean, that's probably, uh, the, the reason why. Got you. Got you. What is going on there? We got emoji bubbles popping up on the screen. Where? No, nothing. Just Uh, a a thumbs down emoji popped up on the screen. No, it's okay. We we got to roll with it. Really? Yeah. Yo, so one thing with that. Me? No. I I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was on our our bad if if that's the case. Um, so one thing everyone talks about is when you guys get on the road, you guys get to hang out a lot more together, right? Because when you're at home, you know, you, you, everyone's got their own commitments. you got family, you know, friends, whatever. Um, when you're on the road, you have to spend more time with your teammates. So I, I wanted to know if you've learned some new things about some of your newer teammates. And I wanted to know things that are off the court. Because honestly, a lot of these guys, we need to get to know them better ourselves. So I want to ask you one thing you've learned off the court about some of these new players. Jordan Wara, we'll start with him because he's been, he's been balling recently. Yeah, he's been balling. He's uh, getting a massage right now, too, getting ready. <laughs> That's he's a right great fact. <laughs> Put him on. Um, Let him make his show debut. <laughs> it's another another guy who uh, plays Bouwe. Okay. Nice. Uh, Our game. Nice, so we nice. got another guy um, on the plane who plays. Uh, I mean, Boos is another guy who played Bouwe. You know, he played cards. Um, came to the room as well. Um, and played. I think it's a good team chemistry thing when everybody, you know, gets together. We talk about basketball, watch the games, play cards, and um, I'm taking their money. Um, I think uh, it's always I'm playing. Um, I think it's always great to, you know, just come um, and spend time together. You know, when you always on the road and um, I mean, we get to see each other more than our families uh, most of the time and uh, we might as well, you know, um, make the best out of it. You know, be together. 
and spend time together. What about uh, what about quickly and RJ, man? I feel like they feel like they've been on the team for a while now, but it's just because there's been so many changes. But they've only been here like a month. What have you learned about those guys? Mm, I mean, both of them told me the first day that they're playing Bue, but they I didn't see him on the okay. table yet. So okay. that's, that's the uh, first thing. But, uh, I mean, high-character guys, working hard. Both of them is 20. I mean, they're 23 years old, you know, um, big upside. Um, and off the court, I mean, off the court, I didn't really. Um, we went to dinner last night with the whole organization, but... Um, I didn't. I can't say too much about them. Yeah, we'll we'll find out more. How was dinner though? How was dinner? So you said the whole organization's out there, like front office, yeah, yeah. coaches, everybody. It was pretty. Yeah, everybody was there. Um, Doc always do those uh, dinners where he, you know, uh, invites everybody, and uh, everybody showed up. Had a great time. Ate. Um, talked about life, and uh, yeah, went back to the room. Okay, uh, Dennis, I want to pivot off of you guys. I want to ask you about something you shared on your Instagram story yesterday. So there was a, a great feature at Yahoo Sports from our friend Jake Fisher about Tony Snell and how Tony's trying to get back in the league uh, to make sure, you know, get back in the league soon enough that he gets those uh, 10 years, kind of the premium benefits that you guys get when you retire. Um, you, you shared a couple things about that. So just kind of open the floor for you. What, why did that story resonate with you? And why did you want to share kind of Tony's uh, path back here to the NBA? I mean, basketball is uh, is one thing. I mean, for me, basketball is not, you know, my priority. My priority is my family, you know, my kids, my my wife, my mom, um, everybody, you know, um, who I've been around with um, over the last, you know, um, 30 years. Um, and I think that uh, his family, and he said it too in a, in a comment that, he wanted to make sure he gets, you know, the benefits for his kids and for his wife. And um, I think that is, um, as an NBA family, how we always call it, I think we should, you know, make sure that we take care of him. Um, no matter how we do it or how we get it done, I think it's just right for him and uh, his family, you know, to to get that kind of uh, service. And um, I think he done a lot for the league as well. Um, and, uh, I mean, nine years in the league is not, you know, it's above the average. And, um, at the end of the day, he always was, you know, a great dude, great teammate. All I heard, um, from uh, his teammates and who I played with, um, talked about him always, uh, on a positive note. So, um, I hope he get that contract. I hope, you know, the NBA can work something out that they, um, be able to give him that, you know, contract. So the benefits for his family and um, himself. Dennis, that's obviously something, you know, at a high level, the NBA and the the Players Association sit down with. I know Garrett's kind of the main guy on the Raptors when it comes to the Players Association stuff. But do you ever get involved in those kind of conversations? Like, like how much do you, uh, you know, get in on those meetings, those conversations at the the players union level? I mean, we got, we got Garrett now, you know, Garrett... Uh, He's the, one of the head guys there, and um, he got great relationships, and he tried to reach out to a lot of people as well this morning and had a couple of calls this morning as well. So um, I talked to him about it because I seen it on my Instagram, shared it with him. We talked about it, and um, he said he's going to do everything he can, you know, in his power to make sure um, that happens. And I think, I mean, 
it's uh, everybody, you know, every player who's in that um, in the organization or uh, in the NBA wants him to get that contract. I don't think there's nobody there who says, "Oh no, he didn't deserve it." So um, hopefully, it's you know, it's gonna it's gonna work out. Yeah. Um, one question about Garrett Temple. So when yeah. you guys, because you guys probably meet for like breakfast meetings, like you know, before games stuff like that, watch film. Like, how often is he in that suit, man? Uh, <laughs> he always got that suit on, man. I'm not gonna lie, like he's always clean. Um, but I mean, for the breakfast meetings, he always uh got wrapped his gear on. Okay. Um, right. but uh, I mean, for games, you know, like you always see, he's uh, always, always sharp. Yeah, he is always sharp, man. Some, you know, because you know, I think at some point in the last like five, six years. They they stopped letting the coaches wear suits, right? They they everyone is just now in like the little zip ups or whatever. They didn't stop letting them. They just said they didn't have to anymore. So the, like sure, Darko yeah. could show up in a suit if he wanted to. I would love to see that. Darko should show up in that suit more often. But no, when you see Garrett Temple on the sideline, you're like, damn, he, he dressed better than the coaches. Yeah, know? he's sharp, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, they. Uh, I think everybody have to. They just gotta be dressed up all together. I think so. Mm. Okay. I mean, for them, it's always right. easier to, you know, have a zip on and uh, just go out there. They're working out before the games. And, um, I mean, it's not up to me, so. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Dennis, a, a bit of an aside here, not really related to anything, but uh, Marc Gasol announced his retirement the other day. I know you got to play with Mark in his last season with the Lakers. He obviously meant a lot to the franchise in Toronto, winning a championship with them. Uh, do you have any, you know, happy memories of playing with Mark or just your opinion of him as a player as he kind of says goodbye here? Yes, a lot of backdoor layups for me uh, <laughs> when I was with him and uh, with the Lakers. Uh, great guy, great family. You know, good to meet his family or him. Um, played uh, against him a couple of times, you know, European championships where he hit six, seven threes and uh, we got eliminated. Um Hell of a hell of a career, um, but I mean, he is, he's a really great guy, well respected in this league and um, as a human being. And um, I mean, I wish him uh, nothing, um, you know, um, nothing bad. I want him to, you know, even with his team, uh, he got his own team in Spain as well. I hope they're doing good, and um, I hope he is going to enjoy, you know, retirement. Yeah, I was gonna say that the video for for Marcus Hall, he put together like a goodbye video and stuff like that, and just seeing insane. That was beautiful insane. to see, man. That's like a storybook yes, kind of insane. thing. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, that was that was tough. Well, one day, like you know, when you hang it up or whatever, like I'm sure you're gonna want to do a similar legacy. I know you already own the team, right? In, in uh, from from back home. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check his video out again, take <laughs> some tips, and then uh, we do it. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing kind that's similar. One thing that was cool was he mentioned that like, he wants to get back to the kids, right? And and like part of his initiative right now with owning the team is he also wants to own the school that comes with the team. So I, I want to ask you, like, you know, uh, you came up in that European system, right? Like, it, it's it's not just you are going to AAU. Like, you go to an academy and, you know, with the club and, and it's like a whole education standpoint. So can you just walk us through, like, you know, essentially, like, how prospects come up in, in from Europe? I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's two different things. If you go to the academy, I mean, we got two of them in Germany. I mean, there's like a basketball school, and um, you make sure before school you go to you know practice, 
go to school, do your classes, and then you go back to uh, basketball practice again. Uh, it's similar, I think, to college. Mm. Um, but me, I, I just went to a normal school, you know, from oh, okay. 8 to like 345 um, in my hometown. And then had practice at like 430. Um, and I had two, three different, you know, um, teams I uh, played for. So I had to practice with them. So I was like gone from like 430 to like 1030 p.m. Damn. Um, you oh. know, was working out and with the different teams um, and practicing with them. So um, that was kind of my my route of, you know, getting to the NBA. Um, you play two, three times a week um, on the weekends, I, I would say, on the weekends only. Um, so I had to manage every time. You know, sometimes it was like a couple of games at home and then I had to, like, take the train to, you know, a away game. Um, so, uh, it was a lot going on, but I mean, it got me where I am today. That's, that's a lot of dedication, especially for a, a young player. And of course it takes a lot to, to make it as a pro at any level. And obviously you made it to the highest level. Like when did you make that decision in your life to like, take it that seriously? You know what I mean? Cause you have to commit yourself yeah. so much to it at a very young age. So I wonder what age that was for you. I mean, I started, uh, you know, skateboarding, uh, with, a. Young age, I think I was like seven, eight, skateboarded, um, you know, did uh, table tennis, ping pong, soccer. And uh, when I was 13, 14, I kind of got a little bit more into, you know, um, basketball and uh, kind of liked it, went to practice every single day. And um, then my dad, you know, passed away when I was 15, uh, a week before, you know, I talked to him and um kind of like made him a promise that i you know one day i'll be uh, a pro and uh be in the league and you know take care of my family because he always wanted to take care of the family and um so that's the reason you know um you know here today the motivation drove me every single day to go to practice to get better and um to this day you know it's uh still the same damn well, I mean, that that's that's very powerful motivation. You know, I think Pascal Siakam, for example, spoke something very similarly mm -hmm. um, of, of his journey. Um, and, yeah, I guess I'm just wondering from you, like, what was the biggest thing you learned from your dad, you know, before, you know, the time was up? Uh, to be the best human being you can be. Um, to the nobody, you know, it don't matter who. Who the person is who tells you something that you overcome it it don't matter hard work you know always pays off and i think um for him to not be here no more you know to not see this i mean uh that was my motivation you know just to i mean he's still here you know and still sees what we're doing as a family and uh how i am as a dad and uh as a player but um Every single day, you know, just to give everything I have, um, even if it's on the court, off the court, being a better, you know, human being um, as a whole, um, that's what I'm, you know, focusing on. And uh, I try to, you know, be better every single day. Yeah. I think you had mentioned this a couple of times before, but, like, um, what was it like growing up in Germany? You know, like, how, how did your family get to Germany? Was, you know, uh, because I know for me, I got so many memories of immigrating to Canada, uh, when I came from China, like as a as a child, and I remember like so much from back in the day. So I wanted to ask about your story about how you got to Germany in the first place. 
I mean, Germany, uh, I was, me and my two little siblings, you know, we born and raised in Germany. Okay, but my yeah. um, big, uh, my two biggest siblings, I mean, my brother and my sister, they uh, born um, in Gambia mm. um, and then got to uh, Germany when they was my brother five and my sister eight, you know, and they okay. uh, went to school right away, didn't speak no word, you know, not one word uh, German and... Um, to see, you know, them now to be successful and um, to be well respected in Germany and, uh, you know, doing a lot of stuff for our city now in Braunschweig, where I was born and raised at, um, is, uh, is, I mean, the, the best thing, you know, what could happen to us. And um, me just growing up, you know, of course, um, being black um was um sometimes an issue but i think it made uh me who i am now uh made me stronger um you know always uh appreciate um everything you know over my career uh what happened to me so uh, i think it's uh it's uh, just a part of my you know the legacy and the the career i was going to and um it made me stronger and i'm um, really you know, grateful for, for all the stuff would happen to me. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And that's, that's, yeah, that's obviously something that has resonated with, with fans of yours as well. Obviously, people come to you because they're fans of your basketball game, you know, your success with the World Cup. But lots of guys have success on the basketball court. When you see something like you being a top 10 jersey sales in all of Europe so far this season, you see something like that, how much does that tell you that you're on – the right track to, you know, your dad's word of being the best person you can using this opportunity to connect with people and make a difference. When you see yourself on a top 10 list like that, what does that mean to you? I mean, that's insane. I didn't even uh, know about it. Uh, people was tagging me last night. Um, and I was like, is that just Germany? Or, you know, like, I wasn't really sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, that's uh, pretty cool. I mean, uh, all the, you know, the stuff, the the hard work, even um, off the court, what we're doing, you know, with the YouTube videos and uh, my video creator who doing um, um, a lot of a lot of stuff for me, you know, off the court, um, paying off. Of course, the World Cup helped uh, really, I mean, extremely uh, to the fullest. But uh, I think overall, the last 10 years, we did a uh, we've done a great job of, you know, uh, making sure we signing every single, you know, guy, um, the fans who are waiting outside of the hotel, always taking my time to, you know, make sure I sign and take pictures. And I think that comes a long way as well. And, um, but that's the, that's, that's what I'm saying. I always try to be, you know, the best person, um, I can be. And, um, it, it paid off for sure. Yeah. All right, Dennis, um, why don't you get back to the massage? <laughs> All right, we appreciate your time. It was it was it was great to walk through your past, and um, honestly, something tells me I'm going to ask you some more questions about it in the future. But I uh, appreciate your time, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Oh, I appreciate you guys. All right, Dennis.